Welcome, Marie, to Real Talk. How are you today? I'm great. Thanks so much for having me, Valerie. Oh, my pleasure. So in this uh, podcast, we talk to the uh, listeners and we give them tools and strategies and ideas that they can use in their life to better their life and any challenges they're facing uh, in their life or simply, you know, getting healthy. Uh, the topic that we talk about is relationship, career, health, parenting, lifestyle, anything, you name it. The reason we call this a real talk because anything you'd want to talk about and we go do it over here, no editing, straightforward from your mouth. So that's why uh, we call the real talk. Tell us a little bit about yourself. So I'm a functional medicine health coach, which means I help people understand um, what their bodies actually need to restore function and how to heal themselves from chronic symptoms. That's actually a big thing right now. It's a huge thing right now. I, I've, I've read a lot of articles these days that how people are kind of changing from their typical medicine thing to the traditional, you know, nutritionist and, and trying to heal their body from some of the um, chronic illnesses, even like, you know, asthma or like things like that. So I'm so glad that you're here, that you can talk to, about us a little bit about that. But before we talk about that, uh, I noticed that you, um, you switch from uh, finance to nutrition. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, well, I grew up um, as uh, the daughter of a minority immigrant kind of story in you know, an Asian community and uh, in those kinds of communities, you're, you're successful if you study something like finance, accounting, or become a doctor, a lawyer, that kind of thing. So I, I was good at maths. And so I made my parents proud and went, you know, the finance and investment route. And it was something that I really enjoyed. And I think I did quite well at it. Um, but to be honest, when I moved from South Africa to Switzerland, and then my main role was raising kids and learning how to cook and clean and do all the things that I never really had to do in South Africa. Um, I, I lost my way. I lost my identity and I, I wasn't working for a very long time. Mm. So when it came to a point that my kids were getting old enough that I could start considering going back to work, I did start trying to go back into finance, but, um, there weren't really many interesting jobs that were part-time where I could still be flexible to spend time with my kids. And so um, my husband and I had many discussions and he said, you know, maybe now's a chance for you to consider maybe starting your own business and, and becoming your own boss. Um, so that's something I, I thought about for a while. And I, um, I must say it was a really difficult decision because you, you're missing the comfort of, of a salary and, and you're not having to think about a salary, you know, you just go to work and get the salary at the end of the day. Whereas becoming an entrepreneur, your own boss, um, it's very, very different. And that's why when the opportunity came up, thinking about what I needed to, to do next was a hard decision. Um, but I had a friend at the time who was sick with um, breast cancer. And after she passed away, it was like a sign for me, you know, you can't just wonder and go in circles about what you're going to do you need to just decide pick one thing and I was interested in nutrition because I was reading a lot about nutrition trying to support her mm. and I decided okay well uh, this fascinates me let me give it a go and that's when I took that first step I hired a coach first to help me make that change because it was such a difficult thing to decide um, to go a new route and and 
and turn my back on many years and many dollars worth of, of um, investments in edu education. So, yeah, but that's what I do. <laughs> it is so, I have so much follow-up on this, what you just said. So number one, a lot of our listeners are um, women that have kids and mm -hmm. you'd be amazed. I interviewed a lot of amazing experts like yourself and almost the stories are always the same. Mm -hmm. always they start and I tell you my story starts like that too like you said growing up because we really emphasize on how we are so inherited this culture of yeah. you know growing up coming and then following the script of life you know you have to be a doctor you have to be a lawyer you know your title pretty much determines your success and yeah. life you know of your, your family comes from here you have to be doctors so we talk about that a lot in this podcast and i'm glad you mentioned that so we want people to listen and say hey you're not the only one if you're thinking about you know your parents told you that you have to be doctor and you're doctor and you're not feeling it get out of it because you have to but more importantly you're a mom and you wanted to become your own boss and a lot of people are stuck in that you know like okay that finance safety like you know that income that comes in and mm -hmm. it's almost a scary oh my god i have to give that up because when it comes to becoming entrepreneur and being your own boss for the longest time you gotta work for free girl nobody's yeah. paying you yeah 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 and i must say that i'm really grateful for having that opportunity had my husband not been working in a secure job earning a decent salary i don't think i would have been allowed to do that or at least had enough confidence to to take that step to dig into savings as much because yeah. you do you have to you have to pull through for the first two years without any income right absolutely absolutely and i i've been an entrepreneur for all my life and for me going from one industry to another so i was like you said i was fortunate enough to have my other businesses when i started but my main uh, mission and goal was to become a coach and teach other women on how to go after their passion and i really heavily focus on especially on people that are like growing up like myself and a culture that you have to be this otherwise you know you're not good enough yeah. so i lived with that for a longest time and then from even for me that i knew i had my other businesses but to start this and like yourself i had you know i went to school i got my uh, you know certification i did all of that and you're paying from your pocket and you're working but i think the hardest thing is that you're putting so many hours you're working your full time i mean i was single mom i was working and then i would come home and this is a totally another job but for this one, you're putting so many hours, you're creating content, you're trying to go do everything, but you're not getting paid for it. Absolutely. And that's enough to like make you like, okay, should I really do this? Yeah. Or, and, I know, and then wait until your mother says like, so how much are you making? Uh, is this really a job kind right, of stuff? <laughs> right, right, right. I heard from one of these um, coaches, uh, she is, um, she's very up there right now. And she said like up to this day, uh, if you ask my mom what I do, she, do, she would tell you, I don't know what she does, but she makes money and she's happy. <laughs> <laughs> because it's hard. So, and I am so proud of you. And I think it's amazing that what you have done and getting yourself from that and having kids and being a mom and pursuing your own passion to become that and helping people with their, you know, mind, body and health all together. Did you have any, um, did you overcome any challenge of health yourself or, or that was just well it's a good question that you ask because i was like so many people out there not making that connection that food has such an impact on our symptoms and i'd you know i my family my whole mother's side of the family 
have some sort of some sort of immune dysfunction so they have asthma and allergies and eczema and all sorts of these conditions and I had these two, but I just thought, okay, these are my genes. I'm not going to get rid of them. This is just, you know, manage my asthma with a pump, um, manage my allergies with um, antihistamines. So uh, that's how I was living my life. But when my friend passed away, it was kind of a shock for me because I'd been reading up and thinking, you know, what can I do to make sure that this doesn't happen to me and my family? Mm. Um, I realized, okay, well, we need to be having a lot more, obviously fruits and vegetables in our diet. So I started doing smoothies and um, I had been for a test a couple of years back where they said to me, you know, you're gluten intolerant and dairy intolerant, you should cut these out. But I actually didn't believe them <laughs> because I, like so many people, I believed that if I was intolerant to these two foods that I would respond when I ate them. Like I would feel it in yeah. my, my gut or something. And I didn't, I still don't to this day. And, um, but when I changed my diet and I started having smoothies in the morning, um, I decided, okay, let me give this gluten dairy thing a chance. I'll cut it out for a while. And so I just started doing, it wasn't easy at all, but I, I kept going for a couple of months and I didn't realize by, by the time the next spring season came around i didn't have any hay fever anymore and i realized actually you know i haven't had these rashes anymore and wow i actually haven't needed my asthma pump for a very long time so uh it started to dawn on me that maybe the changes i've made had some connection to my symptoms and it was only later that i started studying functional medicine and making those connections in you know with the real knowledge Oh, yeah. so, so uh, there's two aspects to that. One, a relationship with food a lot of people have, and they don't look at it from that perspective, right? So 90% of the time, people just like, especially in America, they eat, but they feel guilty after a while. And then after the guilt, it comes, the, like you said, the sickness, and they don't really respond to it good because there's so many chemical and all the foods that we eat, especially the you know food that's processed. But the relationship becomes so like people really have this bad relationship with the food lately because of the media, because of we talk about it so much. So everybody's so cautious of that they don't enjoy food. They try to eat food, but they're like, oh my God, I feel guilty. I'm bloated. I'm getting fat. I'm getting fat. Because back in the days when, I mean, where I grew up, you eat fresh food, you cook it, you, you know, and you enjoy it. And food is something to be enjoyed, but it's, so misinterpreted lately that people are so confused. Like you said, like doctor diagnose you with one thing and you're coming home and you're like, well, I don't have symptoms. Then you start to eat something. So it's becoming very confusing. And a lot of people are so overwhelmed to understand what diet is good for me. What can I do? You know, what can give me healthy? And you did that by just trying an error and just to see what it is and made you feel good. But you also kind of build a great, good relationship with food, right? But it's safe yeah. to say? I think what the point you make is really important because I see so many people who have tried so many different things as well. And um, they have this mindset that if I'm making this change, I'm really depriving myself. Yeah. Whereas you and I are all about mindset. And if we change that view to like, I am figuring out what my body really needs. And this is not me being deprived. This is me learning about my, what my body needs mm. um, is a very different way of approaching things. And that you embrace the change rather than 
resist the change. And so and that's why I, I try and when I help people through these changes, I find that the community is always very good because mm. often when we make these changes, we feel like we're the only ones doing it right. And, you know, the, the kind of changes that a lot of my clients have to make, there are not a lot of people that have to eat the way that they do, wow. um, especially nowadays, because everybody is bombarded with this processed foods and convenience foods. And um, eating a whole foods diet well requires that you, you do spend more time cooking for yourself or preparing your own snacks and that kind of thing. And so when you feel like you're the only one, you're going to start resenting it. Whereas if you have a community of people that are doing similar things with the same purpose, then it's a lot easier to make these changes. And also, like you said, that if they have to like have this education about it, right? Like, you know, like you said, so gluten, what is gluten? What go, you know, it's almost like you're investing on yourself because you're learning about your body. Yeah. Exactly. And that's my job. My job as a coach is to teach people through helping them self-experiment because that's really what you do, right? You're yeah. learning about how to read your, your body symptoms and how food respond, uh, how you respond to certain foods and building this, this awareness because I think so many of us are not aware mm. of these symptoms that we've been living with for so many years, right? That's just our normal. Right. Like if you're, you bloat after every meal, that's just normal. Right. For a lot of people. Funny that you mentioned that because I'm, I'm going through my menopause and it was funny when I, when you go to menopause, girl, you can drink water. You <laughs> But I learned a lot and I had the privilege of uh, knowing a lot of coaches and that are, you know, specifically um, teaches their client about how your body changes, you know, and during the menopause. But in general, as we get older, our body becomes more sensitive. And for me, I didn't know. Like, okay, they said telling you eat uh, uh, fruit and vegetable. So for example, so I was like, okay, that's easy. I know that I can't eat a lot of stuff that I used to eat, like a car as far as carb and stuff goes. But then I changed it to like, you know, eating a lot of fruit and vegetable. I still felt very bloated and I was retaining water. And then one of the coaches that uh, like yourself told me, um, listen, even though you're eating vegetables, some vegetables are very gassy. Mm -hmm. and those could be broccoli or things like that. And I was like, oh gosh, really? Yeah, you think you're doing the right things and right. you're still having symptoms, absolutely. And um, I see this a lot as well, that people are eating an absolutely clean diet. I mean, a lot of my colleagues as well, they have, they've been doing this kind of thing for ages, um, you know, eating clean, as, as we define clean, non-inflammatory foods. Mm. And um, they still have symptoms, but that's where the whole point of functional medicine comes in as we go down to function. Is your body able to bring on those nutrients? Or right. how well can you digest them? Right. Yeah. Right. So we hear this a lot. I know I hear it a lot. I have a lot of knowledge about it. Like I said, not that I read it, but I've, I've interviewed a lot of people that do function uh, medicine. Tell us, for people that don't know and hear this for the first time, what is it? What is a functional medicine? It's a different way at approaching healthcare, I would say. So it's, it's been around in the States for quite a while and it's now really growing in Europe. But I think people have been frustrated with going to a doctor and um, telling them their symptoms and then just getting a pill. 
So I think that way of medicine is outdated in terms of dealing with chronic illnesses. And this is where functional medicine starts to play a role, is that we look at symptoms in, as signs, as your body talking to you. And we look at the body as a complete connection of all systems, whereas maybe conventional medicine you're at the top of your game when you can specialize in a certain system, whether it's gastro, neurological, or uh, cardiovascular, etc. Whereas functional medicine sees all of these systems interconnected in it and, and that one, one symptom is going to relate to something else in another system. Okay. And so this whole interconnectedness is how we approach each individual because they all come with a long history and we look at very much the timeline that this person has gone through, as well as the experience. Um, have they gone through trauma, stress events, um, hospitalizations, uh, major, major illnesses, that kind of thing, that all forms part of the picture. And we use these all as puzzle pieces together with their symptoms and, and form a picture of what's going on with this particular person. So functional medicine tries to understand the person that we're dealing with and their unique way of responding to different things. And that's our job is to figure out their story and to resolve their symptoms at root cause, at root level. Of what it is. Yeah, so that you're not continuously trying to patch up a symptom you're resolving it at the root so that the, the healing or the resolution is, is sustainable. I'm so glad that you said that because um, doctors nowadays, it's very common and I'm sure our listeners can relate to this. When you go to your doctors, it's a standard procedure. You go there, they check your blood pressure, they check, well, I mean, they check your um, pressure, they check your, uh, you know, uh, cholesterol, your, all this stuff, it's basic stuff, check, check like a box, you know, this got checked. The doctor comes in, okay, how do you feel? Oh, I feel, you know, this, this is whatever. Okay, prescribe something and give it to them. Go try it for two weeks. If it doesn't work out, make another appointment, come back. It's almost like they're using a, a, a human body as a experiment like of medicine. Yeah. Okay. And they give those. So let's just say if you and I have the same problem, you have a headache, I have a headache. They give the same pill to you and to me. Exactly. And then they say, well, if it doesn't work for you, then we're going to give you something else. Oh, exactly. And that's and, where, yeah. And I just, before you, and I, I just want listeners to understand the side effect of pills that they give you can, mm -hmm. can damage you so much. And some people take so many pills for years and years and years. And that's why I'm so in favor of what you're doing, because like you said, before any, I give you anything, let's connect your personality, you, who you are, what is your lifestyle to the, to your health. And doctors don't do that. No, but in all fairness, you know, the medical system is not structured that way to do that because these doctors are given you, they were given 15 minutes to deal with you. That's all they can build. Right. And so they, if they, that's all they can build, they'll, they'll spend 15 minutes with you and then move on to the next patient. So in, there's no ways that you can resolve these kinds of issues in 15 minutes. There's no ways you can understand the whole amount of information that you need to gather um, for this particular person. And like you say, we might have the same symptom. We might both be suffering from headaches, but are the reasons why you suffer as opposed to me could be completely different. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yes, and that's, that's becoming more and more, um, that awareness becoming more and more and people realizing it that, you know, I, like you said, your friend uh, had a breast cancer and I just recently found out my friend had breast cancer and it was stage three and it was very aggressive too. And the doctor just right away told her that she has to do, you know, surgery and she has to go through the chemo and all that stuff. Um, and anyways, I was kind of glad that they're so advanced that they took care of it, but um, her body reacted completely differently than another friend that she had and they both got breast cancer at the same time. Mm, wow. Yeah. You know, because she, they told her that she's going to, when she was doing the chemo, she's going to uh, not only lose her hair, but even the nails going to sometime come out. And they said that if it does, don't panic. It's okay. This, that. But the other girl, her friend did really bad. Like her skin was rashy and she lost the nails, the eyebrows, the lashes, everything. She only lost her hair, but the rest of the body was good. And I used to ask her and I said to her, how do you feel? And she used to say to me, uh, I feel a little tired. I'm like, girl, if you're tired, if you have cancer, then me and you're the same. I'm tired without cancer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it takes a lot out of you. She was very healthy. She mm -hmm. was like you, like, you know, she realized from the early age, she was very eating clean and she was very, she was listening to her body, even though she had a breast cancer, but she, her recovery was much easier than the person, like you said, that doesn't have that connection with their body as how their body feels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and that's it. what you teach that listen to your body because your body talk to you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I say, and, and I think this is a nice thing for a lot of the listeners to, to take home with them is symptoms are a gift. You know, this is your body talking to you. What you do with that information is what's important. Yeah. Yeah. Because listening, I, I, the first time when I heard the term of your body's talking to you, it literally does. It literally does. Because I always say silent killers, like sometimes you don't feel the symptoms and that's what kills you if you don't see it. But you consider yourself lucky if you do feel something and fast catch it fast enough. So um, contact you and say, hey, this is what it is. <laughs> because it's your health. Without your health, you have nothing. Yeah. So that's why I want I want listeners to listen to you because the functional medicine is very important. It's becoming more and more common to people because they're they're signing with the coaches like yourself and with a person like yourself one on one, and they develop this relationship that they feel comfortable talking to. That you see their progress, mm -hmm. you see their history. Like you said, you go over everything with them and say, "Hey, listen, this is what it is," and you are signed with one person because when you go to the doctor, it's like every day people are changing and you have to explain yourself. I don't like that. But um, so if you have to give advice to people that are listening right now and they're like, okay, I want to get healthy. I want to have more energy. I want to eat clean. I don't like diet. I have bad relationship with food and I can go on and on and on. What your advice would be, where should they start? How they can start something simple yet, you know, doable that they can get themselves to the right track. Yeah, well, you and I, we, we spoke about this before, and that starts with mindset. So first, the very first step is, is knowing what you want and knowing that you want to change something and that whatever you're experiencing now, um, how, if you want a different experience, you're going to need to change something. So being prepared that you, you have a reason why you want to do something differently. So once you've decided that and you have this, your own inner motivation for why you want to do it, then the first step for me and for all my clients is always looking at diet. Mm. So for, for me, especially for the kinds of clients that I support, which is mostly immune dysfunction, um, 
autoimmune conditions, these inflammatory causing uh, things like allergies and asthma as well, um, is look for the inflammatory causing foods. And the most, the top three, I would say, is gluten, dairy, and refined sugar. So take these three things out and you might see a, a dramatic reduction in inflammation. Wow. Give it at least, uh, you know, Terry Walls is a, is a functional medicine doctor that reversed her own multiple sclerosis. And she has this rule of like 100 days, 100%. And, and she takes, you know, for autoimmune illnesses, there are a couple of other things that you would take out. But I'd say for the general population, just give it a try. Try taking out gluten and dairy strictly for 30 days and see how you feel. Mm. Um, so I always start with food. And only after you can, you can say that you've tried doing and taking out inflammatory causing foods, and if you're still not seeing any relief, then you start to dive deeper. And then I go into looking at labs, looking at other symptoms, what is still remaining. We're looking for all the other information pieces. So, yeah. So start with like a, so and kind of like in a way inflammatory things that things gluten stuff is not good for anybody. If you're not sick, it probably will cause sickness later. And if you are feeling some type of thing, start with uh, getting rid of that and then see. So it's safe to say that people that are wanting to lose weight and they're like, I'm not sick. I just want to lose weight. I can't lose weight. Or people like myself that's going through menopause and say, no matter what I do, I can't lose weight and I'm keep getting. Rule applies the same or it's a little bit different. It's a very common issue. And with weight loss people, I often say, you know, weight is another symptom. It's just another symptom. It's your body saying something's amiss. And so I would have to look at what are your other symptoms? Okay. You know, because you probably are suffering from maybe something else, whether it's um, a lack of energy or it's brain fog or it's, you know, the occasional headache or you have gut, gut issues. Mm -hmm. um, so I look at that and I try and identify where is function broken down. Yeah. And usually it's a case of, you know, one of the systems being blocked from either not having sufficient nutrients or your body having some form of toxic burden due to food sensitivities, toxins or stress. You know, stress is so underestimated in how it affects the function in our bodies. Mm. You know, if you, yes. if you think about that whole thing of running from a bear, right, and that stress, your body doesn't have time to think about reproduction, about <laughs> it's the last thing on its mind is, is, is losing weight because it's thinking actually it's, you know, it's a bad world out there. I need to keep whatever I can in terms of fat in case I, I might starve. So. It's so amazing what you said that the function broken, what is, what is it, what system is broken in your body? It's like a, uh, everything supposed to function smoothly. Yeah. The minute you feel something that it doesn't match you and, and make you feel uncomfortable, then that's kind of like a warning. Uh Oh, it's not a functioning, right? Almost like yeah. a, you know, I, I give the scenario of a car, right? If you're driving and you see the engine light comes up and I think, okay, there's something is wrong. Pull over. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the whole thing. And, and when it comes to weight, it's a lot to do with the hormones and specifically the thyroid, but it's, you know, the thyroid needs nutrients. And if you can't bring on those nutrients, that's, that's really the point. And that's where you come in. Yeah, so um, this was amazing. And, Thank you for giving us this old information for us to start somewhere. 
how can they find you? Because I'm sure a lot of listeners are listening and they're going to say, yes, yes, I want to see how what they know. I, I need her. I want to go to her. I want to talk to her because we all go through something or other, even like, you know, the age alone changing, you know, getting older can be a little hard. Um, how can they find you? Are you doing anything? Do you have any program, anything that our listeners should know about? Yeah. So uh, what I'm busy with at the moment is a 30 day reboot program, which is really um, a program where we take out the most inflammatory causing foods for a period of 30 days. Mm -hmm. So it is a way for you to see how food can affect your body and it's done in a group setting so i support you through group coaching calls once a week we have a facebook group a private facebook group where you know you're exchanging ideas and um pictures with everybody in the group mm -hmm. as well as um you know i i introduce a couple of experts as well talking on different topics whether it's mind and body or anything to do with um the whole uh, idea of 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 giving our bodies what it needs wow, um, fantastic. so yes reboot what the 30 days reboot that's that's not that much longer time this is definitely doable uh so we're gonna put that underneath for listeners to find you on this one you have an instagram social media follow her find her because she has some amazing information here that you can actually uh read and listen to and you'll get benefit from but this program is great because you, it's not too long. And I love the fact that you said you're doing it with a group. So you have accountability, you have support. Yeah. And more importantly, like-minded people. Exactly. That's very important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here with us. Thanks, Valerie. It was great to chat to you. Thank you.